Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey everybody, uh, welcome to the nation. That's the Barbecue Nation. Ms. Whippin and I are sitting in the command module chairs and Dave and Chris are, well, I think they're still in Margaritaville. I'm not sure, but um, we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended. We're going to talk more about that in just a couple seconds here. Don't forget they have a special that if you go to their online store, and you make your order and you use the code BBQ Nation, just like that, you get 15% off. And of course, the meat will come right to your door. Great stuff. Gotten a couple of great reports from people that have done that this summer. So uh, I advise you to try it. I do. Anyway, our guest today, another appearance on the show, Will Homer, COO <laughs> of Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, big guy. How are you? Howdy. I can't believe you keep coming back to this this well <laughs> well if, it's an ever-changing day-to-day operation it is that that yes, is true is. and i want everybody to look at will's backdrop there <laughs> that's the beef business will say something yeah. so you your image comes up right on screen oh yeah this yeah. is me this is this is it i noticed it's all backwards so it's all secret you know you can't tell who's who but anyhow this has been us in the history yeah in the past that's what it takes for us to get that beef that's behind your heads there it takes a lot of chaos <clears throat> you want to explain it or you just want to oh no i want it to just be it's confusing it, it the, the the cattle go to a uh, facility be harvested turned into meat and meat uh one steer becomes 29 different items and it's scattered all over the place and and it takes a lot of different players in the system to uh to participate you see in you know, some old names on here there's boar's head where they were roast i was sending roast beef to michigan somewhere and there's i think you might see chipotle on there i send beef to utah and i send beef all over the country so yep it's just uh i don't know i just was trying to think of something cool to put behind me to make people scratch their head so that's well, what it is you, you got the, yeah you got that part done all right it's all we have good a, we have a new young lady hired in here and and gabrielle came to me the other day and says you need to write that board out again you need to draw that out again we need to see that again so i'm going to get ready to go do it again i'll get an updated version all right well we'll expect that when you come around at christmas We'll need okay. it. We'll need it. You know, you can put little Santa figures in the corner or something like that. Little, <laughs> I'm not little, that kind of artist. <laughs> little reindeer and like that. So what is going on in the beef business besides that mess behind you? You know, actually, uh, it's pretty steady. Um, the consumer is consuming and doing a darn fine job of it. And beef is moving and we are rolling through the dog days of summer and cattle costs to me are still staying record high um, to help offset the cost invested in those calves many, many months ago and the corn to feed them. So um, 
Yeah, I'm getting tired of talking about the skies falling. So I'm just going to say, you know what, we're just kind of doing the same thing and we're treading water here and, and plugging along. And the generic industry hasn't followed uh, the rest of us that are trying to stay alive as yeah. much as we thought they would. But uh, beef price in the store, I think, is staying high from at least from the consumers I talk to. Uh, but I noticed ground well beef coming down. Oh, no, that won't come down because it did come down, though. It My did? store, it, yeah. I was in oh. Sam's, Costco. Um, the only place it was high and it was crazy. It was almost $7 a pound at Walmart for ground beef. And then yeah. I went to Sam's and it was like four and change. Wow. Holy yeah. Smokes. That's a big difference. Yes, it is. What's yes, that? It is. Was that dairy cattle down the lower end? <clears throat> well, who knows what it could be? I mean, that's <laughs> somebody asked me, I went and did a thing the other day and, and they said, well, you know, I got this beef and this beef tastes like this and this beef like that. And, you know, ground beef is a, it's not a, if to the consumer, it's a mystery meat because it it, it really has so many sources of uh, a flow to get to you. You know, it, it could be something that the store itself bought a whole muscle, some, some bottom rounds and some eye rounds and ground it right in the store fresh for you. It could be something that was uh, prepackaged by the thousands of pounds an hour and in chubs and, and spread between all those Kroger's all in the same day. Um, it can be either one of those things. So I read an it, interesting thing and I want to know from you if it's true or not. And because to me, it was very important fact that I never knew. It is ground beef patties mm. are allowed to put in beef scrap, whereas ground beef, they are not allowed to do so. Is that true? Well, what would you consider scrap? Um, I, That's kind to of To me, it seemed like fat content that wasn't like from the beef that you're grinding up. It's they're adding in scrap like fat and gristle or whatever from other areas. I would say there's not a different line, a definite line between the two. Mm-hmm. So the the gro- the ground beef, as I mentioned, in the grocery store, a grocery store can put uh, uh, whole mussels. Uh, they also are required now to record the lot number and box of all the trim that they put in the ground beef. So let's say they're going to stand on the block today. They're going to cut up a bunch of rib steaks and tenderloins to put in the case. And there's going to be uh, 15 to 20% of that weight is going to go in the grind. They have a chart that they record each one of those boxes that they have that trim from and how much of that trim there was. And that goes in with the bottom rounds or the special trim or whatever there is that came out of the packer. And that's ground and put in the box and and the thing in the big. um, That sounds cool. I mean, that's really cool. And that sounds cool. None of that product is what they consider tested. If if you're working with a big processor who's going to run two, three, five thousand pounds an hour kind of a thing, putting them in chubs or putting it a process for multiple stores. All of that product leaves the plant tested for E. coli. And I can't tell you, there's a whole pile, there's a whole laundry list of things that it's tested for. And there's a USDA inspector on the, on the, on the end of the processor who's catching it and making sure they have the test in hand. It goes through their machine at two or three, five thousand an hour. Then it comes out in a chub and out to the out to it goes. So, so I don't see us what you, what you could call a scrap. Where does that scrap come from? 
I, I, I picture something that uh, as I was slaughtering an animal on a table and I had little pieces falling off here and there, that's, that's not really how that works. That's, that's not how it works in the big packing facility. How, but, how do they get away with the USDA not inspecting the filet or whatever on that end if they're adding it in? You said it well, wasn't. Well, that, the packing, the, the big industry, the, the big players have, have uh, it's, it's understood that the bugs are on the outside, right? The right. bugs are on the outside. They're on the outside of the hide. <laughs> They're on the, in the, in the intestinal system, if there's bugs at all. So first thing they do is when they harvest the animal and they take the hide off, they super clean all the places where anything's cut or anything, any kind of potential hazard can be, they super clean that. Then they, um, uh, then they wash, uh, wash the carcass, let it hang for, for a day or two days or whatever. Then when that carcass falls onto that production line, the outside is trimmed. The outside of that, you imagine that whole mm-hmm. carcass laying on a table. Mm-hmm. They're actually going to cut the front ha- front quarter of a quarter off and the back half of a quarter of a qu- or middle quarter, middle quarter. They actually turn one half into quarters. Mm-hmm. Right. Then they go to trimming on that stuff. All that stuff that's trimmed off is thrown on a, on a ra- conveyor, goes into a combo bin somewhere and becomes a tested item. Everything left on the table is considered another step from all the hazards, all the Mm -hmm. bugs, all the bad. It's another step from the bad. In fact, they've even added a rinse at the end of the table, just in case, just in case. Mm -hmm. And then they put that in the bag and out the door it goes. But there's no way to test everything. And and the reason is because it's it's a 24 hour. So there's no way to hold that single piece, test every single piece and hold that single piece for 24 hours before you put it in a box, get it out on the road. Most of those big plants can't hold product for three days just because of the sheer size. It has to go. It has, it's a flow. Uh It's a in, it's an out, it's a gone, it's a go. So, so all of that stuff has been uh, uh, assumed to be okay. And it, and it is, it is, it it is, Uh it is two steps. It is, it is a it is a a clean wash step. It's actually three. They clean when they when they cut the hide. They clean again when it's in a half a carcass. They clean again when it puts in the bag. That product that goes to the retail shop where he cuts the steaks and he cuts the tenderloins, it has been cleaned again. Now, also know Leanne in in a lot of cases in the big guys like Safeway and Kroger's and such, they'll just throw the trim away. Mm-hmm. They they look at the. They cut so many steaks and such. There's a lot of folks that are just that they don't look at the the footwork and the work involved in recording and all those things. They move enough tonnage, they just throw the trim away. We're just not gonna mess with it. Let's just we'll just buy box beef in or the whole muscles in and grind them and away we go. But a lot of times they don't even a lot of stores are just doing a prepackaged grind. Huh. That that rinse you talked about. Now we had yeah. Meathead on the show. But he said that the the beef industry now, as a common practice, or maybe a required practice, is doing that uh, what you call the rinse. Like yeah, that. it used to be they used to they used to at the end of the line when they harvest an animal, it comes to the end of the line, and they put it in a shower, and they'd shower it in one hundred and eighty degree water to kill all the bugs. And this spray that they put on it now is is far superior to that. It works far better. In fact, they've they like it so much they actually spray it. Uh, when the cattle are dirtier in the dirty seasons coming out of the feed yards and such, right. they'll spray it on them live to kill the bugs on the outside of the 
hide. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's all about food safety. Everything's about food safety. Speaking of food safety, we're going to take a break, go get a hamburger, and we'll be back in just a couple minutes with Will Homer, COO of Painted Hills Natural Beef, frequent guest on the show, and our good buddy, uh, Leanne and I are going to be over there in a few weeks to, uh, we're going to do something, even if it's wrong, but we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with uh, Leanne Whippen, Hall of Famer. A little notice here for everybody, if you've missed it. On uh, October 12th, Leanne and I are going to be broadcasting live from Byron Chisholm's private ranch and his private party the night before the jack starts. Uh Uh, Byron's never asked anybody to do that before, and he tapped us, I guess, because either he's in love with Leanne or (laughs) he just liked the show. One of the two. I'm not sure which, but we said yes, and so we're going to be there. And... uh, but just a couple of days before that, we're going to be over in Fossil, Oregon at Painted Hills Natural Beef, uh, creating chaos is what we do so well. And speaking uh-huh. of that, we've got Will Homer with us today, COO of Painted Hills Natural Beef. And uh, we've been talking, of course, about the, the beef industry and supplies and that. Has the, uh, I've got the background noise here. I apologize for that. Uh, has the supply chain issues gotten better? Will, I mean, have they... When we, you know, two years ago when we were talking on the show, you were still having to push cattle out the door, either that or hold them back, and they were going to the end of the line, et cetera, et cetera. But now we seem to be kind of caught up. Is there any issues like that still in the beef business? No, I think it's pretty good. I think I think um, the pack on the processing, the harvesting side has healed up. It it last year, twenty twenty two, it was. Uh, record high. They were really putting a lot of cattle through the system. This year, because of the record high costs, the prices we have to pay, um, they have held that number back in check a little bit, reduced the reduced the numbers because you're trying to make it pay, you know, make it come out right. of a, right. at least with a zero. So um, what's happened in our world and then uh, export market's been off. So uh, the, the, yeah, they're just not harvesting as many. So that, that the harvest side's been good. I would say that, you know, I hear that trucking's gotten cheaper. I don't see it anywhere. Um, it's been pretty reliable. I, I would say you're getting, I don't know of any real wrecks going on. So, um, yeah. Do, do mergers. We were talking about this before the show, uh, Kroger and Albertsons are merging. Um, and we can talk more about that later. But do big mergers like that change in-store programs? I mean, they, they don't, from the day they flip the switch on those things, I know they don't happen. But shortly afterwards, let's say uh, Kroger was buying meat from Tyson. I'm just making up stuff now yeah. because it seems yeah. to change a lot. But if, if they were yeah. buying meat from Tyson and uh, – the other store was buying it from some other supplier and then they switch and people were used to seeing those labels in their store. 
All right. They yeah. go in there and they say, you know, it's uh, it's painted hills or whatever. And they and when they like that and then the merger happens and then in a very short times, sometimes they switch them out. The the winner takes all, so to speak. If if you're the yeah. one buying the smaller company, you get to put your stuff in there. And I think they probably make a pitch to say, let's keep it like it was. But a lot of times guys in suits that you never meet or see uh, say, no, we got to do it this way. Uh, you know, have you experienced that and or is that common? No, I think you got to I think you don't quite see the whole picture in this thing. The bottleneck, you know how from the cattleman side, the bottleneck is there's only four packers, you know. Right. Actually, the bottleneck is at the next step. The retailer actually has the biggest bottleneck. So when Kroger says we buy beef from they don't buy beef from just Tyson or just Cargill or just right. JBS. They they have a need for X number of loads of ribeyes a week and they go buy them from the cheapest provider they can provide them. And and yes, uh uh, Tyson or Cargill or whoever, whatever, however many trucks they got going there this week, they want to go next week and they want to go the next week after that. But, but it's not one person fits all. It's kind of like I was in uh, Lubbock last weekend, this weekend, and uh, we always love to go to HEB while we're there. And I don't, can't remember how big HEB is, but physically the store overwhelms us. It's, it's huge for us, you know, and, but it's fun, but you go, you got to look over your shoulder and look way back in the back to see that the, all the boxes had swift on them. Right. And, and, but it didn't matter at the store case, store cases, all HEB natural beef or HEB Wagyu beef or HEB choice beef. They, they just have a, they have a, a standard that they want to fit in a classification on their counter. And they're going to buy from the cheapest provider to fill that slot. Hmm. So H-E-B is like a new seasons on steroids. Kind of like more steroids than the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I've been in a few of those in Texas and stuff and they were impressive yeah. stores. They're huge. It's, a, it's pretty awesome. And the number of people going in and out of them places, I don't know how people can, I don't know how they can have enough semis backed up to the door at night to haul, to haul enough stuff in for the people hauling stuff out. It is crazy. Well, and, and that brings up another interesting question to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you talk about HEB. That's kind of indigenous to Texas and the South, you yeah. know, like that. A lot of people up here don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, like that. And and But my point is, when a chain like HEB, uh, use them for an example, makes a decision to change some sort of change maybe they're getting their their biggest amount from like we said tyson and they switch over to cargill how does yes. that affect if at all somebody like painted hills or snake river or whomever uh because you're contracted with a particular um you know packer so to speak does it affect you guys no no you're you know no you just you, they just have a spec they want to fit so out here in the West, one of these one of these guys over my head here sells a lot of groceries to all the groceries, all the independents in the West. Right. right. So they have a book, a catalog. And in the catalog, they have they we might be lucky enough to have Painted Hills Natural Beef listed in the catalog, but they also have Choice Angus Beef listed in the catalog. And they have select 
beef listed in the catalog and they might have something else. They just need to make sure those slots in that warehouse are full. It doesn't matter whose box is it, it is. Right. As long as it says Angus and Choice on the outside. So they have buyers that are calling around to their favorite packing houses and their favorite friends and saying, hey, I need to get X number of boxes for this week and X number of boxes that week and X number of boxes the following week. And and that's how that that's how that beef comes to that grocery store. Time out. We got to take a break or I'm going to get yelled at, but we'll pick this up on the other side. You're listening to Barbecue Nation on the USA Radio Network. Hey, are you ready to fire up your grill and get ready to taste the difference this spring and summer? Hi, I'm JT, and I'm thrilled to announce our further collaboration with Painted Hills Natural Beef to bring you your best barbecue experience. As a special treat, Barbecue Nation listeners get a 15% off discount by just typing in the code Barbecue Nation when you check out. So all you got to do is go to the Painted Hills Natural Beef website, click on the store, place your order, and when it has discount or code at the bottom, type in BBQ Nation. Don't miss out on this really juicy deal from Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT with Leanne Whippen, Will Homer, COO of Painted Hills Natural Beef. Um, real quick, go to Painted Hills Natural Beef or naturalbeef.com. And uh, they have an online store there. You can get everything from jerky to... Um, you know, New York's or whatever you want there. Make your order in the uh, little coupon code thing at the bottom. Type in BBQ Nation, and that'll take 15% off your order. Also, da, 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 pig powder, or as I like to call it, PP. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I use a lot of it, you know, because it, it can kind of irritate the skin sometimes. I know yeah. it sounds weird, but the spices, you know, there's some spice in there. And um, I call it PP rash. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I sent her a text yesterday, Will. I said, you know, do the blah, 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 blah. And I said yeah. something about sending somebody some PP. And she comes back. She's got all these laughing emojis. And stuff <laughs> and so, anyway, you can go to Pig Powder, not PP, but you can go to pigpowder.com and order it. Uh, it's in some stores and stuff around the country. But if you'd uh-huh. like to get it directly from Leanne and her family, you can do that. Just go to pigpowder.com. So, Leanne was the big winner, winner chicken dinner deal. Yeah. Uh, at, at the end of the last segment, what uh, that's kind of what I was hinting at earlier is, you know, people get used to things and, and they're not being complacent. They find something they like and, and then it's a repetitive purchase, you know, mm-hmm. as going down the line. But if you all of a sudden you're selling choice or maybe even some prime you know, ribeyes in the counter like that. And for some reason you get bought out and now you're selling, you know, select rancher select or whatever people notice. And they, sometimes that can make unhappy customers or sometimes they just decide, well, I'm, I'm they're They're not dumb. They find another store that they can go to and find products either exactly the same or similar to what they had before. Well, Jeff, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you out. You're still running down that wrong route. No, right? I'm, so, I'm coming from the side of a consumer here. I know okay, the answer. But imagine, imagine, even though, even though I'm, even though I'm all the, the, the programs you can imagine, 
I could be that, I could be that one that sounds like GA something, you know, but that could be anything, you know, all of those big packers reach into the same pool of cattle, pull them out, harvest them, look at the carcasses and decide where they need to go. Painted Hills Natural Beef takes the animals, feeds them different and manages them different and brings them all as a package. Then we have the privilege of sorting the carcasses. The selects go away, the no rolls go away, but the choice and the prime cattle come to a box. Right. And what that does is that creates consistency in a market that doesn't have consistency. Right. Mm-hmm. Leanne, Leanne hit it. It doesn't have consistency because beef could come from, I'm in HEB and uh, uh, like I said, I, uh, the first time I was there, I got a hold of their one pound bricks and I told them over and they had a establishment number from Minnesota on them. Now they weren't shipping Texas cattle in Minnesota to make them into hamburger. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so the point is that that guy in that warehouse in the middle of, in the middle of, of the Northwest here, he can buy cattle from two plants in the Northwest, three in California, one in Utah. And the and those ones in the Midwest, in Nebraska and and Texas, and all of them will be just as happy to put product on a truck to get it to the Northwest as any of them. So all those cattle are fed different. They're all treated different. They all come from different places. That's why your beef doesn't stay the same. That's why your consistency. There's no consistency in the counter that you look at, and that's Do the weakness of the industry. Do you feel as if though the big box like the Sams and the Costcos? Do you feel like they? pretty much go to the main, the same source, because I see more consistency there than I do in the grocery store. Yes, I do. I believe that, I, I believe that, you know, years ago, you watch that thing on Costco on 60 minutes or whatever it was. And they talk about how they put two ounces more beef in the beef stew and they put two ounces, they, they make their product better. They manage their product better. I do believe that they don't have any willingness to go outside of a of a high uh a corn finished uh um english bread you know cattle that you would harvest in nebraska or or here in the northwest or in the midway in the in the south too i'm sure but not dairy cattle my point is it, right they wouldn't get into some of that stretch um uh, holstein you know holstein steers grow up and they get fat and they grade choice just like everything else do they're not bred for the short grain muscle uh 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 uh, uh, eating experience but Mm -hmm. they are bred on a more timely manner and so they make feeding better they make their their cost is lower but the beef at the other end on the for the consumer side sometimes bites the consumer in the butt so but the costcos and those guys i think that they i think they recognize they got something to lose there that they need to create that better Mm -hmm. Yeah, better product. Yeah, that's what I was heading with those because you and I talk a lot, not always about the production side. Sometimes it's about silly things like donuts and prairie rats and stuff. But but the point is, is the average consumer. And that's one of the reasons, too, that uh, we love you, but we also bring you on a lot because we're trying to get the questions that people actually ask me if they run into me uh-huh. like yeah. that. And, and I'm not the best guy to give them the answer. I give them an answer and they're kind of still shaking their head, but you can tell they still don't get it. And I think with somebody like you, who's right in the middle of all this, uh-huh. just like you're right in the middle of that board right behind you, that's your Christmas <laughs> wish list there, but they don't understand this. And I think it's important oh, that that's why we do it so much on the show is because 
Uh, we're not all about just how you trim a brisket and cook it for three hours, then wrap it and put it in a cooler or whatever. We're I want to I want people to understand this stuff as much as they can. And I think that's yeah. important because they don't just like Leanne said, they go to this store and they say, well, that hamburger was OK. But I went over to this store and got bought Painted Hills and it was phenomenal, you know, and so they don't understand why there's a difference, because to them, they only see what's in the counter right in front of them. The end product. That's all they see. They don't see all yep. this other stuff. Sure. And I think it's very important that people tr try if they're interested to understand that, because sometimes I think it, they think it's like a little sleight of hand from the from yeah. the, from the retail. It can be. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's not only in that industry, it's in the restaurant industry as well, because when oh. I would buy ribs, I, you know, it might be Prairie Fresh one day, it might be IVP the next. It depends on the best price. Now, I, I was kind of brand loyal, but not just to one. So somebody can come in and say, oh, my God, she's got the best ribs ever. And then maybe they aren't the greatest the next time around. And it's for that very reason. And that does happen in restaurants as it relates to beef, too. And it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people that have your best interest at hand. I mean, the cattle buyer that buys the cattle for the plant, he has a goal. He has a mission. He sees, he he thinks, you know, he knows what he wants. He thinks he knows what he wants. He thinks he can get the best yield. And he also looks at the cattle that can perform for you to have a good eating experience. He tries. The plant sorts them as they're as they need to. You know, the guy who chops up, they cut them up. They don't sort them by size and such, but they try to keep those carcasses together because they're trying their best to keep everything as consistent as they can because they know you. That's what you want, right? That's but right. They, they but they can't be well. They can't, that's just, that's their limit. That's their limitation because they're all fed independently by the cloud, so to speak. Right. I right. like being a, a good drug dealer. <laughs> 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 don't want to cut it too much yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you got it and with that uh <laughs> edit that out yeah oh that's pretty funny that's pretty funny um yeah because you know i don't think you'll ever beat some people, when they say, you know, I grew up on a farm and my grandpa's beef was the best and nothing ever tastes like that again. You know, Painted Hills is the closest I came to or some other brand like that, but this and that. But, you know, well, grandpa was not on a schedule when he was raising his beef. And when he was mm -hmm. feeding them out to finish, he might leave them in there for an extra three weeks or a month mm -hmm. or whatever and then harvest them. And yeah, there's going to be a little more fat content and what have you, but that's the only really scenario I can think of that would make people kind of scratch their head other than when they actually taste it, when they taste the product and they say, well, your slug line for years, beef like grandpa used to make, you know, that type of thing, uh, or raise, I should say. But I think they have their own inset thought process and like you said, the buyers have a certain standard that they're going for. They have a certain goal that they're going for. And I think consumers do too. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That's a, you can see behind me there, folks, that's a Painted Hills uh, rib there that we did for a book a number of years ago. Um, I still get a lot of compliments on that picture for whatever. That's what I had for Christmas last year and it was Yum. the best ever. Yeah. Yum. 
It's Seriously, I'm not just saying that well because you're here, but Painted Hills came through and my whole family agreed. It was our best Good. dinner so far. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And I, uh, I couldn't agree more. You know, that's why I've been hanging around with this guy for 20 years or whatever it's been. It's been a long time. So they're oh, gonna it's get... not because of him. It's because of his beef. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good to know. Okay. Honesty. <laughs> yep. You were going to say something, Will? Oh, I better not. Oh, <laughs> oh, go ahead. Just go for well, it. Well, I was just going to say that rib's going to get expensive this year because for some reason, um, you know, we're, we're under stress. We're under strain of the high cost of cattle and, and higher costs and such. And so we've raised prices to try and chase that. And, and we're, we're we got our head back above water, thank God. But, um, but the thing that gets me the most is I've thrown some estimated costs for those ribs out to stores working for November, December. That's a, a lot more than it was last year. And they haven't even blinked. They just say, yeah, I think we'll use 10% more than we did last time. They're, they're just like, no, just like, kind of like you. They're like, oh, I'm going to buy my painted hills rib. I don't care if I have to skip a car payment. Yeah. Right. There you go. We're going to take another break. We're going to be back, wrap up this portion of the show. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Well, I was going to say welcome back to Painted Hills. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, with, along with Leanne Whippen. And uh, Will Homer, COO from Painted Hills Natural Beef, we'd like to thank you all for being with us today, letting us share our conversation with you, even as sometimes when it goes off the rails, or as Will says, man, we're way out in the weeds on that one. So, and we have done that, but not today. It's all good. Okay, this is something I ask you a couple times a year, and you're uh, probably not ready for it, but how much should people percentage wise look at like the holiday season coming up an extra 10% for their, their holiday roast 20% maybe. And that's hard for you because that's on the retail end and you don't have any control over that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I could, I, I think my price, my wholesale number is like 30% at least. And, but then it's 30% of what last year was. And last year's ribeyes were soft in price versus the year before, which were 25% higher than last year. It, it's a very, it's been very volatile. So, um, but, but and, and then again, for the consumer on the consumer side, some of those people will pass that number straight through. Um, you know, you might be looking at a $30 a pound ribeye. I don't know, 35, 40. I don't know. I'm going to sound like an auctioneer, right? Yeah. But I, but I always like to tell the story that one year, um, I had two stores in the same small Oregon town and I got a call, I got a nasty call from a store and, and they said, what are you doing? What are you doing down the street? How come that guy's got such a good deal? I, I, he didn't get a good deal. He he's paying about 20 cents a pound more than you are. Right. And the guy said, well, he's selling them for 50 cents less than what I bought them for you for. Okay. Well, 
I'll call him. So I called him and the guy said, well, yeah, I had a good year and I just thought I'd share it back with my customers. So I priced them at 50% less than cost. How do you know? How do you manage any of that stuff? You don't. You, you just don't. You just sell it. You take the blame. You take the knocks. And I feel like Christmas time is the best time to buy a rib roast because that's like the last liter. Almost all the stores have it on sale for the cheapest time of the entire year. Yeah, yeah. They, they what they do is they refuse to buy them nationally. I'm going to blame it on the national business, but it's always the same. Nationally, they refuse to buy them after the 15th of August. The price will go in the tank because they uh, because nobody's bought any for two weeks. The price goes in the tank, and then they run in and try and lock you into a price for December on a September price that they haven't bought any for two weeks. Yay! <laughs> the problem is I harvested a steer from October 15th on for just that one piece. And the cattle typically cost 20% more in October than they do in in September. So usually, um, usually in the past, uh, you know, 19 years, I guess, and the first 15, they convinced me to um, give them the horse and I carry the saddle for the last three months of the year. But this year, I'm going to sell them the saddle and I'm going to at least ride the horse bareback out the end of the year. So... <laughs> We're gonna hold it together. I'm gonna. Uh, That'd be I, a hell of a sight. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give it all away like I have in the past because I can't. I can't. I. I. Right. I, I lost it all to start with. So. Mm -hmm. Well, the other thing we we said it mentioned it. I think in the last segment where we said you know there's a little sleight of hand there, not on your end, but some of the big bigger stores will come in and they'll have and these are old prices, folks. So don't get in a dither if you can't actually find them, uh, uh, but they'll have a. They'll have a rib roast for four ninety nine a pound. Well, they they brought that in from Tunisia or someplace. I'm not sure where, but uh, usually it's Canada. But they'll have, and it's it's not as good by any stretch because I've used them. Uh, I can make them look pretty like Leanne can, but the taste is way down, way down. There's there's actually a new tool. It would require us to do a whole other segment to talk about, but there's a new tool in the industry to delay the product and stretch it around the year, but we won't talk about that today. I'll save that for next time. Yeah, we'll get that a little later. We'll get that in December. But yeah, you've seen that. And a lot of that meat has come out of Canada in the past. Um, and that's really, that's just smart retailing on their end. That That is being their loss leader there. But over the years, that gap between that $4.99 and $11.99 uh, had shrunk a little bit, but now would it's you better. add another ten dollars to that, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but you see that, and I think that's what makes people scratch their heads. And they go, "How come this and this, this yeah. and this?" You know, yeah. and maybe it's for the consumer that <clears throat> that may be the only rib roast they buy all year. Is that one for Christmas? And so they don't understand other than that it, it's their personal economics. They're going, well, this is five bucks and this is 20 bucks. They're you happy. Um, that's my, yeah. yeah, that's and, my most difficult challenge. Yeah. And so that's really hard on them, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Got a big answer out of that, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I thought we were, I thought we were getting about done. So I was trying to wrap up some of my storytelling. Like I said, all of this stuff, if you just look at the board behind Will you, and all the parts and moving moving parts and pieces in this and the different companies and this and that, it does get confusing for 
the listeners of this show, unless they're in the beef business themselves, and even for some of those guys, they're going, what the hell? You know? Um, I don't know. They don't know. Because once that once it leaves their ranch, it's gone. That's that's all they care about. And then they get their check whenever they get their check, you know. But this other stuff, which really dictates to me what the market is, uh, in a way, it's a piece of it, and they don't and they don't understand that. And it's it's difficult for people if they're not involved. Yep, there you go. It's one word answers again. I love those damn things. Well, you didn't ask me a question. You're telling you're going on here. I'm just uh... okay. What would you do to correct it? The the information oh, no. cycle. There's no way to correct it because because of the fact you take a steer apart. Right. You take one you take one skew apart and make it into 29. So it'd be like trying to sell your car one piece at a time. It doesn't work. It do, I mean, it works, but it doesn't work very well, right? That's so a Johnny Cash the, song, by the way. Yeah, well, that's it. That's yeah. that's how it works. So that's the that's the ticket. Is everybody says, well, how do you keep the carcass balanced? Well, <laughs> yeah, that's the toughest part, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then real quick, because we've just got a little over a minute. How do you keep getting better? Well, don't you look at genetics? Efficiency. Yeah. It's about efficiency. So you want to know. You want the ever since I've been in college, it's all about getting a steer to that goal size as cheap and fast and and alive as possible. So that and as quick as possible. So they used to have, they still have, they have scales that can weigh the amount of food that an animal takes in and the amount of pounds they gain on that food they take in. And those that are more uh, efficient are the genes that you want to pass on. Absolutely. All right. We're out of time. We got to go. Will's going to stick around for after hours. Uh, check out uh, naturalbeef.com. That's the Painted Hills uh, website. Will, thank you. But when you get done with naturalbeef.com, come over to natural-beef.com or okay. paintedhillsbeef.com and you'll actually right. find me. All right. Wow. Jeez, I can't, <laughs> I can't ever keep it straight. Everybody have a great week and we will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. Thank you. You bet. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.